Hey everybody, today's Monday, June 25th, and I'm Josh Boykin, the founder of Intelligame.us. You're listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Hey everybody, I hope your weekends went well. This is the first of three upcoming weekends that I'll be spending in New York City. This past weekend was Practice, a game design-specific conference put on by NYU Game Center. It was a really interesting experience, and I'm looking forward to talking a little bit more at length about what that experience was like today. A couple quick notes before we get the show started today. If you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, then you noticed last week that we published our first YouTube video, an adaptation of a segment on Intelligame Radio, Florence and the Power of Linear Narrative, takes a bit of a look at the benefits that we get from games that have a lot of linearity. There's already been some decent response, and people seem to enjoy it, myself included. So I'm looking forward to more of those videos coming out. I want to give a special thanks to Kim Chica, Jenny Windham for recommending the game in the first place, and also to Adam Garner, who uh, is an Intelligame patron and helped to put the video together, do the editing, and all sorts of other awesome coordination. I think this video is a really good example of what happens when you have a good team, a good community, because I could not have done that video on my own. Also, I want to point out that last week, Jenny streamed on the Intelligame channel, you might have noticed on Wednesday about 6 o'clock Pacific time. There was a live stream, people seem to have a really good time. Uh, Jenny will be streaming again this week for Let's Intelliplay, and you'll see that go up on Wednesday as well. So if you're not already, you should follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash Let's Intelligame, and you can also subscribe to us on YouTube by typing Intelligame in the search bar or by checking out bit.ly slash IGYouTube. I'll go ahead and put a link to that in the show notes. Anyway, let's go ahead and kick off. When I started Intelligame, I wanted to make sure that I was creating a community that was not just focused on what game was coming out next, but also on the people who play those games, the people who make those games, the culture that we create around these experiences that we enjoy. As a result of that, I've tried to attend events that are not just showcases of games that are coming out in the future, but also events that give me an opportunity to get some insight into the priorities of the people in the game industry. What are the trends that are being discussed? What are the social concepts that are important to the people who are creating these media experiences we love. It was in that spirit that I decided to attend practice this year. I heard about it from my friend Carol Mertz, who's a game developer that you may remember hearing from on the first episode of the Intelligame podcast. She's currently a student at NYU Game Center and gave me the heads up that this was taking place. Now, this isn't an event that is typically covered by a bunch of press. There aren't 
announcements for new games coming out. There's not a lot of press releases or flash. Instead, this is a conference that's solely focused on elements of game design. A single track course where speakers come up and talk about the experiences that they have had designing games. And there's also some really interesting workshopping and networking that takes place during the event too. I felt a little bit out of my depth for what might be the first time in a long time for me attending game conferences. And I think that's in no small part due to the idea that practice is specifically meant for folks who are practitioners of the craft to be able to dive more deeply into that craft. That's something that I realize I wish there was more of out there in the world for other people who enjoy other things too. Since 2011, professionals have gathered at practice to share information about their craft and to play games and learn more from other designers. The main highlight of practice is the single track speaker series, where everybody attending the conference gathers in one room to have a shared experience learning from designers in the field. Practice's excitement in part comes from the wide range of designers that take part in this speaker series. It wasn't just video game designers or just board game designers, but a wide range of folks ranging from Liz England, who worked on Scribblenauts and has recently moved into AAA, uh, to Adriel Wallach, who is the founder of Train Jam, a small and, uh, well, an increasingly growing game jam that takes place right before GDC. We also even heard from Xavier Woods, who is a WWE wrestler and heard about the ways that they craft story and narrative into their process of designing rivalries and all sorts of stuff that I wouldn't have expected to hear about in WWE. There were also some highly technical talks as well. Allison Parrish was discussing the design process she went through while making the card game rewardable and the ways that she analyzed distributions of letters across the English language to try and figure out how to combine different words on our cards. Or there was Friedman Fries, who is the creator of the popular board game Power Grid, that went into a very deep discussion about just the overall mechanics of game design, the ways that he thinks about different systems and the ways that they influence play. For instance, how when you roll a single six-sided die, the difference between rolling a one and a two may not seem like a lot on the surface, but in fact, a two is twice the power of a one. So you're actually conveying a lot of difference on that very small decision. There were places where I almost felt like my eyes were crossing because I wasn't trained for this. But it was fantastic to hear some of the questions that would show up from people after the talks were over and to know that there were these wide ranges of thought that went into the overall design process. Aside from the main speaker series, one of the highlights of practice is what they call open problems. Think of it as a sort of open mic for game design issues. A designer gets to go up to the stage, talk about a particular problem they're having, and then receive two minutes of lightning fast feedback from the audience of potential solutions. These questions can range from what resources should I be consulting to learn more about a particular topic? To what should I name my indie studio? 
Um, it's a pretty wide range of situations, but to hear the range of feedback and potential solutions made me realize that there was a lot of power in harnessing the energy of that many people who care about a particular thing at a particular time. There actually are a number of folks who have found solutions to their problems that they implemented in their full-scale games later on. There is a segment or a presentation called Closed Problems that took place during this edition of practice where game designer Josh DeBonis, who is working on Killer Queen, an arcade game that you may have heard me talk about with Dylan Higgins on the second episode of the IntelliGame podcast, uh, he gave a presentation about how he was having some issues figuring out some design in the original Killer Queen, how he asked for feedback at Open Problems a few years ago, and then how that feedback ended up shaping into the answer that he implemented into the final game. It was kind of neat to see, uh, particularly for a game that I have some experience with, it was neat to see where the original design thought process came from, and also some of the ways that the gears turned in the heads of all the attendees to come up with new solutions. The benefit of the design of practice and other similar conferences is that they're solution-oriented. They give us an opportunity to reflect back on the past and figure out how those solutions can help us in the future. As a former technical writer, I have always been a fan of documentation. And shows like practice give folks an opportunity to do just that. Why reinvent the wheel when somebody else may have already come up with a solution? In fact, even not being a game designer, there were many ideas that I gathered about how to create effective community and how to design for a particular experience based on hearing the stories of these people who have already done that and who have worked with teams to build anything from small indie RPGs to storylines that take place on a multi-million dollar wrestling stage. Practice to me underscores the benefit of small dedicated communities. With I believe around a hundred attendees, practice's size meant that if somebody had a question for a speaker after the speaker was done talking, they could go up to that speaker and ask and have time to have a discussion. That was even factored into the overall coffee break format of the show. For people who wanted to play prototype games from other attendees, who wanted to have some time to just have discussions with other attendees and make friends, that was there. And because the conference was a single track, that meant that you didn't have to make these tough decisions of, do I want to hear this particular designer or do I want to hear this thing? Do I want to attend this workshop or do I want to go get lunch? These are some of the problems that eventually emerge out of larger scale conventions. And especially after attending GDC in March, which can definitely make you feel like you're being swallowed by the whale that is the tens, if not the hundreds of uh, different discussions that are taking place over the show, practices small, dedicated feel. It's kind of comforting. The advantage to a larger space, though, 
is that it becomes more accessible. And I do think that more people should have access to a conference like practice, even if it's not practice itself. There are a number of factors at play that I think make practice a little less accessible. One is the sheer cost of attendance. If you are not a student at NYU Game Center, a ticket will probably cost you $400, with some small discounts available if you have an academic exception or if you're signing up with four other people. That'll knock $100 off the price for each of you. NYU Game Center students can attend for $100, but that's still a significant amount of money for a college student. Secondly, we also have to factor in that practice takes place in New York City, which as somebody who doesn't live or come from New York City, I feel like it's prohibitively expensive to breathe in that city. Thirdly, and this was a tweak for this particular year, because it kicked off on a Thursday and the first full day of the conference was on Friday, that meant that folks who were working nine to five jobs would possibly have to take off both Thursday and Friday to be able to attend the full conference. And if you're only gonna attend one day, which Saturday, you're probably not gonna wanna pay $400 for that. This is why, though I'd like to see more attendance of practice itself, I'd also like to see more practice-like conferences pop up around the country. The lessons from a conference like practice don't just apply to the game space. Having a dedicated space for professionals who are focused on a certain idea and having that space be solution oriented, giving people an opportunity not just to reflect on past problems, but to actively ask questions of issues of today. Well, that's a process that's beneficial, not just for game designers, but for developers, for artists, and for a ton of us who aren't working in games at all. I would love to see a conference around games media creators where folks could talk about the different ways that they have tried to pay better attention to their craft. Though there's also a part of me that feels like that would devolve into some utter nonsense if we had a games media creator conference. But overall, there are folks out there who are tackling some real world issues, issues of climate change, of how to handle immigration, of all sorts of different things, particularly in 2018, where having the organization and the power of a small dedicated group could be really strong. And there are folks out there who are doing this, are organizing their spaces, who are sharing their tools and their ideas, and it's making them stronger as individuals and as a whole. I think, in general, everybody could use a little practice, and I'm glad that I was able to attend. So I'll say thanks to the folks at NYU Game Center for giving me the opportunity to attend with a press pass. And I'm hoping that the IntelliGame community will be able to learn from some of the lessons that I took from the show. If you wanna learn more about practice, you can swing by the NYU Game Center website. Go to gamecenter.nyu.edu slash events slash practice and that'll give you information about not just this year's but also give you links to prior 
years practices and the talks that took place at those conferences. You can also keep an eye out on the IntelliGame homepage as we have more discussions that are generated from practice. And as always, if you have comments, questions, anything like that, feel free to tag us up on social media or leave a message right here on Anchor FM. If you like the work that you see come out of IntelliGame, a great way to support it is to become a patron on Patreon. Patreon.com allows you to support the creators and the creations that you love for as little as a dollar a month. Our site is patreon.com slash letsintelligame, and you'll see over the next few weeks that we're growing. We've got our new regular contributor, Jenny Windham, as well as YouTube videos that are going to be coming out thanks to the help of IntelliGame patron Adam Garner. I'd like us to be able to do even more, and it's a lot easier to do more with your help. So if you've got a dollar, a couple dollars, five dollars a month to spare, you should submit it to your friendly neighborhood game critics over at IntelliGame. So go to patreon.com slash letsintelligame and become a patron. And thanks a lot. All right, folks, that does it for another edition of IntelliGame Radio. I've been your host, Josh Boykin, and you can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Wallstormer. Keep an eye out for more IntelliGame content by swinging over to the homepage at IntelliGame.us or following us on social media at Let's IntelliGame. Keep an eye out for our next live stream. It'll be taking place on Twitch at twitch.tv slash IntelliGame on Wednesday. Jenny will be hosting and bringing up some new game action for everybody to enjoy. Looking forward to catching up with you on Wednesday for our next edition of IntelliGame Radio. Until then, keep IntelliGaming.